There's a face for the radio. He is short and bald, but you'd never know. And his friend is a fitty too. He wears women's clothes and their high-heeled shoes. Their show two peas in a podcast. Silly games, book reviews, and a great laugh. The daftest mates you could ever know. So let's listen to their show. P stands for pain. Cause that's our second name. P stands for peace. Stream them into your ears. They're here to play. At pain and peace podcast.co.uk. That was Laura Jane Matthewson with the theme tune to Pain and Pierce, Two Peas in a Podcast. Any resemblance it has to any current or existing pop tracks is uh, purely coincidental and absolutely nothing to do with us in any way, shape or form. Or S Club 7. Who? Exactly. We don't even know who they are. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Pain and Pierce podcast. I'm Robert Pierce and I'm Ant Payne. Um, this is very exciting. We started off quite <laughs> formal, very yeah? formal. It's like we're doing Radio Four rather than what other radio station there might be. Would you only listen to Radio Four? No, no. I listen to Radio One at the start of the day when I'm really excited, and then I listen to Radio Four at the end when I want to go to sleep peacefully. Oh wow, sounds really dull. Um, well, <laughs> hopefully we don't sound like Radio Four, and hopefully we sound better than Radio One, which is just this noise now, like oomch, oomch, oomch. Oh mate, that was wicked. Oomch, oomch, oomch. You, oh. you know, you know what that noise is, don't you? What is it? That's popular culture. What? It's pop. It's what. It's what. Hopefully, our younger listeners are listening to. Well, Robert, I have to say, mm-hmm. it's awful. Oh, well. Well, you won't find it here anyway because of copyright. Yeah, we can't do so. music. Well, you can do this music, can't we? Go. Okay, you see, that's why you're not a singer. And in fact, you're just a weirdo. So, let's find out what have we been doing since the last time we recorded a podcast together, which was two weeks ago, if not slightly longer, because we've been a bit slack this week. No, we've not been slack. We've been busy. That's right. So what have you been up to, my friend? Well, first of all, we couldn't record a podcast last week because I was in Edinburgh. Edinburgh in Scotland or Edinburgh, the road round the corner, Edinburgh Drive? I was in Edinburgh Drive. No, Edinburgh, Scotland. What were you doing in Edinburgh, Scotland? Well, this is a bit surreal. I was doing a ballet. I did not know that you were a ballerina. Although, thinking about it, it does make sense that you are a ballerina because of those ridiculous clothes that you wear and those tights that you wear on a Tuesday night when you go to the club Uh and those funny little shoes. You walk around on your point and you go, (laughs) oh no, I've eaten too much food today. Only one slice of toast is enough for me. No, no, I'm not a ballerina. Although, we have both done ballet on stage. Why were you in a ballet then? Because in ballets, they have actors as well. And I'm an actor. So I basically sat on the side of the stage with a few other people and watched the ballet and reacted. So I... So you were in the audience? No, I wasn't in the audience. I was on the stage. So you were... So if you're in the audience, you sit there watching the ballet reacting. (laughs) What you did was sit on the stage, watch the ballet reacting. (laughs) Are you sure you were in it? Or you just got a chair and you put it... I was, I was meant to be there. They gave me a costume and everything. Wow. I was a really swanky peasant. Wow, that's what people call you as you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they say. And, and there were other actors there. We got paid. Oh, wow. So it's a proper job. Yeah, definitely. It was with the Birmingham Royal Ballet. Did you learn any ballet moves whilst you were there? 
Yes. Well, can you do that thing where they jump in the air and they flick their feet like they're a fish about to die? Yeah, I can... Go do it now, then. Uh, okay, fine, okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Ready? Oh! 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 Oh. You are right down there? Yeah, no, that's... that's fine. Oh! Oh! It wasn't... Oh! It wasn't that graceful. Did they do that in the ballet? Um... Only in the comedy numbers. <laughs> Which, of course, there was none. <laughs> um, well, it's good. So what's Edinburgh like? Is Edinburgh like... Was it cold in Scotland? Edinburgh was really cold. It was freezing. But you wouldn't know to look at Scottish people. I was wearing my big scarf, my big jacket, my gloves on. If I could have had a hat, I would have worn one. And I was walking down the street, and they've got, like, just their jumpers on. Really? What sort of things are they saying as they're walking down the street with their jumper on? Calling me a swanky peasant. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, by the end of the week, I was like, I, I can't wear a scarf, I can't wear gloves. So I kept them in the hotel, and I just walked around Edinburgh absolutely freezing. Well, that sounds quite cold. Um, I, I've had, I haven't had such an exciting time. I've been a bit poorly. Well, but your poorliness does relate to being cold. It does, yeah. I got very cold, very cold. I got a cough, and then I got a chest <laughs> infection, and then I gave a cough, my leg fell off, and floated down the river. It wasn't very good, but I'm okay now. <laughs> uh, but you I got a new leg. So, yeah, so uh, I was legless for a while. But then, I left, <laughs> then I left the pub, and I'm all right now. No, I had to take those tablets, and I was on steroids, so I thought I was going to get really strong. I didn't, I just got a fat neck. And then, when I stopped taking the tablets, I feel all right, so I'm all right now. But I've been poorly for the last, like, few weeks. What have you been poorly with? I got... Well, they reckon I had pneumonia. Which is what I don't understand, because I thought pneumonia is what old people got. What's your point? Well, I think you know what my point <laughs> is. And B, you got from being somewhere really cold. And you've been in south of England, which I is not think... really cold, so you must be really, really old. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm not like, oh, I'm getting pneumonia from being in the cold. Old? You were a little bit. I was a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, the, but we have also been busy, myself uh, and you, Robert Pierce. We did meet up, uh, yes, no, what day was it? Wednesday. Oh, we went out the other day, anyway, yeah. out the other day, uh, in uh, Gravesend at the Woodville, uh, Hall, Woodville Theatre. Yes, it's not called the Woodville Hills anymore. No, it's right. So that's a little disclaimer, so we don't get sued. Um, where we do our pantomime at Christmas time. Last year we did, um, uh, Aladdin, and this year we're doing Robin Hood, which is very exciting. Yes, and we were there... For a photo shoot. Yeah, and to, to make the announcement that we are back there this year. Yes. So if you came to see the pantomime uh, last year in Gravesend, uh, then get your tickets now. They've already sold over one and a half thousand tickets already, which is crazy bonkers. But people are crazy bonkers, so you've got to get your tickets soon. And you won't be able to come on the day you want to come. If you didn't come and see the pantomime last Christmas, then why not? So get your tickets. Go to the Woodville Theatre. Uh, go to the website. What's the website? Woodville.co.uk. What's it, what is it again? woodville.co.uk And you can get your tickets already for a pantomime, which is crazy. But it's very exciting. I'm playing Silly Billy Scarlet. Yes, and I am playing Nurse Nelly. And we're doing Robin Hood and Babes in the Wood, which is very exciting. And there's pictures now, and you can go to... What's the Twitter account for, for the Gravesend Panto? At Gravesend Panto. Oh, so you go to Gravesend Panto <laughs> and you can see some pictures. Uh, what's the Twitter account for Woodville Halls? Woodville Theatre. Mm, I keep saying Woodville Halls. It used to be called Woodville Halls, didn't it? Like in the 80s. Mm, all right. He is old, you see, I told you. Uh, the Twitter for the Woodville is... Oh, nice. At Woodville? 
Something like that, innit? You keep talking. All right, it's something out. like that. So you can check out the pictures either on the Gravesend Panto Twitter, or I think there's a, a Facebook thing, putting Gravesend Panto, uh, all one word, I think, and you can find out there, and you can see a picture of me uh, dressed as Silly Bitty Scarlet with ridiculous outfit on. The Woodville! It's at The Woodville. Or you can go to at The Woodville and see the pictures there. Also, there's someone called Lucy Reed who is playing Maid Marian this year, and she's a very good singer, and she was Alice when we did Alice in Wonderland yes. in Cairo and around the country. But if you want a, a a real laugh, actually. Lucy Reed is a very good singer, but she's not a very good dancer. Oh, she's bad. Oh, isn't she? Oh, so bad. It's so funny. She'll trip over herself. She'll yes. knock into people. She'll knock little small dancers into the orchestra pit onto the drum kit. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if anything's worth coming to see our pantomime for, apart from us two, it's definitely Lucy Reed at this point. So we've got a brand new pantomime, which is very exciting. So I best, th- I best think of some new jokes. Well, yes. Um... First of all, we have had some help with jokes. Yes, people have got in touch, haven't they? Very helpful, kind people. Um, I've got some jokes here. Well, Chris, Chris Wright got in touch, someone called Chris Wright, and gave us a good joke on our Facebook page, which is very funny. But unfortunately, it's kind of age-related. So any young people listening to this, I'm going to have to give you a little... It's going to ruin the joke a little bit, but it's very exciting. Right. In the olden days, there was a very famous soul singer. His name was Bill Withers, and he did a song called Lovely Day, Lovely Day. Remember that fact. <laughs> also, right, when something withers, like when a flower withers, right, it means that it droops and goes all droopy. Remember that fact. Now, with those two facts under your belt, this is a funny joke. So, how do you turn a duck into a famous soul singer? <clears throat> I don't know. How do you turn a duck into a famous soul singer? Put him in the microwave till his Bill Withers. <laughs> Bill is another name for his beak. Withers is... I suppose that's not a great joke for small people, is Bill, it? Bill Withers. A duck called Bill Withers. No, no, no. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. Please don't... That's what it'd be like. No, it wouldn't. It'd be awful. It'd be like... <laughs> I can't do Donald Duck. <laughs> uh, All right, I've, I've got two more jokes here. What Daisy said. What is um, it? Uh, right, first one. Why do fish live in salt water? Why? I don't know. Why do fish live in salt water? Because pepper makes them sneeze. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that one. Second one. Where did the sheep go on holiday? Can I make a guess at an answer? Yes. Barbados. Well, Barcelona. The actual answer yeah. is the Bahamas. Ah, oh, you were so close. I was so close. Mine was definitely funnier, though. <laughs> so, we need to try and make you funny for Christmas. Yeah. Which is no small feat, because you are not a terribly funny person. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Robert Pierce. No worries. So, what I've done is, in this bowl here... Right. ...is a lot of bits of paper yes. with random words on. Okay. You are going to choose, let's say, three of these bits of paper... Right. And out of those three bits of paper, <laughs> you need to make a joke for each of the words that's on them. So, a, a, a joke per, per word? Per word, yes. Okay, so I'll do the first... I'll okay. take out the first... First one. Here's the first bit of paper. The first word I've pulled out the hat is Mickey Mouse. Okay, Mickey Mouse. Um, uh, right, Mickey Mouse. Yep. So... Remember, we don't want too much dead air. Okay, <clears throat> What's Mickey Mouse's favourite uh, planet? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. What is Mickey Mouse's favourite planet? Hey, plural! <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. It would, uh, unfortunately, Pluto's not 
Oh, it's not a planet anymore, not is planet it? Not a planet anymore. Oh, well. Hmm. Uh, okay, right. So, Second joke. Okay, I've got another piece of paper. This is very exciting. That says, pantomime. Um, pantomime. <clears throat> okay. So. <laughs> what do you call... Uh, uh, I got it. Okay. okay, go. Okay. What do you call Marcel Marceau? Uh, nearly... It just in his underpants. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call Marcel Marceau? Nearly just in his underpants. What? <laughs> nearly just is it? What? Nearly just in his underpants. Pantymime. He's <laughs> a famous mime artist. That was all right, wasn't it? Yes. He's You're a, funny. He's quite funny. Aren't he's a French mime artist. What I'm actually finding very funny, listeners, is. Um, <sighs> The colour that Ant's face is going with <laughs> the really, stress. I'm really panicking. And having to be funny on the spot. Okay. Oh, it's a big bit of paper. This one says, carrot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a joke about carrots already. All right, let's do that one. Okay, do that one, then okay. we'll choose another word. Okay, what did, uh, what did one snowman say to the other snowman? <laughs> I don't know. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? <laughs> Can you smell carrots? Because <laughs> their noses are made of carrots. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Okay, I'll do another word. All right. Okay, it's exciting. Uh... Harry Potter. Ah. Uh, well, there's... What do you call Harry Potter when he's got a cold? I don't know. <laughs> Harry Snotter? <laughs> you didn't make that one up, did you? No, no, no. Right, quick, one more. Quick, one one more. more. Here we go. Does that say pterodactyl? Yes, it does. Ah, oh, you chose a good one to finish on. Right. So a pterodactyl is a dinosaur. It's a flying dinosaur, it's isn't it? a flying yeah. dinosaur. Dinosaurs. What are funny about dinosaurs? They've got small hands. And pterodactyls have got big wings. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Right, ready? <coughs> so. <coughs> Once upon a time, there was a dinosaur. A flying dinosaur called Terry. And he wanted a job, so he went to Tesco's. Because <laughs> he wanted to work as a cash-out person in <laughs> Tesco's. So, got to their first day, and Terry stood in line along with John and Rob. And the boss said, Rob, you're over there on the meat counter on that till there. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he said, John... You're over there on the pastry till. <clears throat> and then Terry put his wing up and said, Excuse me, where am I? <laughs> and the boss said, Terry, that till. <laughs> I'm actually really impressed. Come on, that wasn't bad, was I'm it? I'm really impressed. So there we go. I'm going to keep make sure I remember those jokes and our joke randomise a bowl of fun and um, we can use those in pantomime this year. So we just need to do those... Every yes. few weeks, and you will hopefully be funny by the time we get round to Panto. Yes, um, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very excited today because we're recording this podcast in Rob's house, in your house, aren't we? Yes, and usually um, we record it at Ants, which um, is why you can always hear a dog. A crazy dog called Buddy in the background shouting. But today there's no dog in the background. In, in fact, Rob's got a, a bowl of uh, crisps in it yeah. and dip, and it's very nice. And, yeah. and it's like... You know, it's like, it's like a grown-up's house, isn't like it? like doing a podcast in a middle-aged woman's house, which is very, very nice. I, I will just point out that I do not own this house. This is decorated by somebody else entirely. Is it a middle-aged woman? No, weirdly not. It's a 30-year-old man. Anyway, and the reason <laughs> why I'm excited... Please isn't listening. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> uh, so the, reason, the reason why I'm excited about this is because we're in your house and you live in London. Yes. 
which is right now we've got people that listen in uh, Bristol we've had people listening in Bristol we've had people listening up in uh, Sunderland, Sunderland. And, stuff. So, uh, and I don't live in London I live in Maidstone which is down in the southeast of England but now we're in London the capital city and I'm excited because because London's just up to the door but look at my watch we've got time we could just really pop out and do a, a, a quick little tour of London you can tell me the sights of London great well if I just click my fingers and we're off Okay, so we've arrived in London, and what I am showing Ant is St. Paul's Cathedral, which is an amazing big building in London, uh, in the east of London. It was built by Sir Christopher Wren in 1600 or something. But what many people don't actually know is that Sir Christopher Wren was an actual bird. He was a wren. So it is a massive feat of engineering that that amazing structure was built it's fantastic by a bird i suspect it wasn't just him i suspect it was a whole army of birds um but that's quite interesting isn't it so uh onto our next place which is tower bridge now there is something really interesting about tower bridge a lot of people think that it's london bridge and the americans thought they were buying tower bridge when they bought london bridge and now they've just got a random bridge somewhere in america and we've still got tower bridge which is quite awesome it's made of two towers. That's cool. And I'm also next to the Globe, which is Shakespeare's theatre, where he put on all his posh plays to be or not to be and stuff like that. It wasn't built by Shakespeare, though, but it was burned down. So I think a fairy must have come along and, like, cast a magic spell and made it a real thing again. I don't know what happened there, really. But there's London. Right, going to head back. Wow. Oh, that was quite an adventure, wasn't it? it? Very exciting. I'm not sure that you were 100% truthful with your facts about uh, the place we went to in London. You can look those facts up anywhere apart from the internet and you'll see they are 100% accurate. <laughs> okay, I'm not overly convinced that you know much about London. <laughs> but it's exciting. And so I, get to see, I got to see London, which is very cool. It's cold out there, isn't it? It was really cold. But it's all very exciting. So it's time now, whilst well, now we're back, it's time now to do our book review. Yes. Now, this is going to be quite a grown-up book review, um, because we have not got any children's reviews. Because it's a, it's a book that I've never heard of, and a book a lot of people have never heard of, which is very exciting. It's a book by a man called John Classen. Yes. And it's called I Want My Hat Back. Yes, and it was recommended to us by a lovely lady called Elle Rose Hughes, who is in her 20s. So shouldn't be reading children's books. No, exactly, but weirdly... When I went onto Facebook to ask any of my friends um, if they knew children who were reading it, a lot of my friends got back to me saying, I've read it, actually. Really? It's really funny. And it is really funny. I stood in a Waterstones in Edinburgh reading it, and I laughed out loud. Well, I, I, I thought I'd try and get in touch with this John Class. Yes. Right? So I looked at his Twitter, but he's an American man, and he lives yeah. in America, and he's crazy bonkers about dogs and all these pictures of... Dogs, like really funny pictures and oh, stuff. Nice. So he's like a crazy, crazy man. And the, the book's about a bear um, that has lost his hat and he wants his hat back. Yeah. Um, and the people we've spoken to uh, think it's fantastic. And the pictures are brilliant. And the story is... The story's really funny because the thing is, I don't want to give anything away, but halfway along the story he may, without realising, find what he's looking for. Well, I've actually just given it all away. <laughs> they just, they just, they just, they just, but so listen, it's yeah. really funny. It's so funnily told. 
Um, and it's really simple to read, obviously, because it's a picture book. And the pictures are fantastic. Um, so, uh, like, last week yeah, we did... Uh, Aliens Love Underpants. Yeah, and this is... The pictures are in, on the similar... It, you know, it's just funny, big pictures. And if you've got any young people that you want to buy them a book and you don't know what to get them, get them I Want My Hat Back because uh, it's fantastic. I showed it to my three-year-old. Yeah. And she, she's just too young to read it. But she looked at the pictures and thought it was great. But I, my eight-year-old read it and was, like, crying with laughter. Yeah, because it's really funny. So, and, and you read it, and you're not eight, and you're not three. No. In fact, you're 57. And you oh. thought... And you thought it was funny as well. Yeah, and it's even really funny. El Rose Hughes, who was a grown adult as well, a grown up, yes, should know better. She thought it was great. So everyone seems to love this book. So if you're ever struggling with ideas or want to buy someone as, as an idea for a good, a good funny storybook, it's "I Want My Hat Back" by John Classen, which is this week's book review. That's what yes, we've got. Um, all wrapped up nicely. Very nice indeed. So this leads us on to our next segment. Okay. Don't panic, everyone. We are getting near. Story time. Yes, we are. Um, but first of all, we have the small matter of the third challenge, Rob and Ant. Now, if you go to our website, which is painandpiercepodcast.co.uk, you can see the first two challenge, Rob and Ants, that we've done on there. Uh, one of them, I'm playing bagpipes with a cat, and the other one, myself and Rob, are eating hot dogs whilst wearing boxing gloves. Um, but they're on YouTube, yes. got a YouTube channel as well. Uh, we can put them on, we've put them on our YouTube channel, uh, but you can check them out on our website as well. And there's links all over the Facebook stuff and what's it and Doobry. So the challenge we don't do here on the podcast, we'll record it afterwards. Which is a good thing, because this one's going to be quite messy. Yes. So um, this challenge... Oh, is, who was it? Who was it? It's, uh, it? Denise Gould suggested it. I think it's her daughter, Bibi, who's age nine. That's right. Um, is the Chubby Bunny Challenge. Now, this sounds like a weird combination. And why have all of our challenges so far had animals in the title? Is it Cats, cat? hot dogs, and oh, now yeah. bunnies. Please be assured that no animals are being hurt at any point. In oh. the making of this challenge, so apart, basically, apart from the animals that were used for the hot dogs, but this was yeah, the, this yeah, this one went fine. Because what do we have to do for the, so for the for this challenge? We have to try and get as many marshmallows into our mouth whilst saying "chubby bunny." So every time we put a marshmallow in, we say, say chubby, "chubby bunny,", bunny. yes, okay. and we have a minute to do it. Well, unfortunately, we don't have any marshmallows, so we'll have to do that. Ah. We do have marshmallows because marshmallows are one of my favourite things. Oh, no. Um, I'm not greedy. I'm not fat. But I do keep marshmallows in my car. <laughs> so, oh, so I got a big bag. Not yet been opened. Right. Next so, to the bag that has been opened. So when you finish recording this podcast, we shall um, film ourselves doing the Chubby Bunny Challenge. Um, chubby... Uh, ch- chubby... Ch- what is it? Chubby Chaser Challenge. What Chubby Bunny? Chubby Bunny Challenge. So I'm, I'm thinking of a whole other challenge. <laughs> chubby Bunny Challenge, um, where we will put our marshmallows in our mouth and we'll film it and we'll put it on the website and on our YouTube channel and you can check that out. And if you've got any ideas of what uh, we could do as a challenge, Robin Ann, please do get in touch via our Facebook page or our Twitter account, or you can email it at, at painandpierce at gmail.com. Um, and the Twitter account is at painandpierce, and the Facebook account is facebook.com forward slash painandpiercepodcast. Your challenge doesn't need to have the name of an animal or involve an animal in any way, shape or form. It just so happens we've done a hot dog challenge, cat bagpipes and chubby bunny. There's, there's, this is an unbeknownst link to us. It also doesn't need to involve food. Oh, yeah, I've had enough of that. Well, ooh, I do like baked beans. I'm not getting into a bath of baked beans. What if I warm them up? Oh, could be nice. You know, my mum puts milk in baked beans. Your mum puts milk in baked beans? Yeah. Does she listen to this podcast? 
Uh, I tell it doesn't even know how to use a computer. Good. In that case, I can say, your mum is weird. <laughs> She'd really like you saying that. Yeah, she does like me saying a lot of things to her. And now, my friends, it is time for story time. Um, last week, I told the story, which was the princess and the pea. This week, I'm telling the story. I, I, obviously, what we do is we write the story in between doing the podcast. I'm going to get myself comfy because I am the narrator and I play a, the, the lead, the eponymous hero. Eponymous means their name is in the title of the okay. story because I'm playing Jack in this week's story time, which is Jack and the Beanstalk. Now, Robert. Yes, what? I'm playing Jack. Okay. And I'm reading the story. Okay. Um, I, I'm not too fussed about... You can do... I want you to do some uh, sound effects, because your sound effects have gone down very well, and people yes. have commented on your sound effects. Thank you. They're very good. But also, I've written loads of other parts in here, what? which, because, as we found out earlier, you've been to Scotland and oh, Edinburgh oh, oh, as oh. an actor, because apparently you're an actor, um, I've written you some parts, but I want them all to... You to I want you to act them very well. Okay. Different, different voices and stuff like that. Right. Okay. This is this is quite exciting. So everybody, I'm sound, sure. Sound effects. Uh, so this is uh, Jack and the Beanstalk by Ant Payne, starring Ant Payne as the narrator and Jack and Robert Pierce as sound effects and everyone else in the story. Oh dear. <clears throat> and it goes like this. Once are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Anecdotes like the... What are you doing? I was just... Uh, put that song in my head. Okay, right. Once upon a time... you concentrating? I am got to stop interrupting yourself and get on with it. Okay, fine. Once upon a time, there was a young... Ma, 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 ma. Uh, what are you doing? Do my you... warm-ups. Can you, not... can you warm up before we start? Ma, 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 ma. You can start now. Okay, good. Like I said, I wrote this story. I did. Me. And I played Jack. Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a young handsome lad called Jack Trot. He was wow. strong, good-looking, and beautifully bald. His shiny head was the talk of the town, and all the ladies wanted to be his girlfriend, but were too shy to say anything to him. Probably, that's why they didn't say anything to him. Probably because they were just shy, because he was so handsome and his head was so... No. <clears throat> anyway. Jack lived with his strange, ugly, what? grumpy, oh. and slightly farty mum. Well, I do like baked beans. Yeah, with milk in. And they, and they lived in a cottage in the clearing in the woods. Jack and his mum didn't have any money, and they were really struggling to make ends meet. So one day, Jack's mum said, No, Jack, my handsome son. Yes, mum? We just haven't got enough money, so I'm afraid we're going to have to sell our beloved family cow. Daisy? What? Daisy? No way. She's like my best friend. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. There is no choice. <laughs> oh, blimey, she's loud. Mm. So the next day, Jack took Daisy to the local market, but on his way there, he bumped into a strange old man who was obviously from the West Country <laughs> because he had an accent like my Auntie Lola from Cornwall. And he said... <clears throat> what you got there, my man? Oh, this is my cow, Daisy. I'm taking her to the market to sell her. Well, it just so happens that I need a cow. I will take her off your hands and pay you with this bag of magic beans. <laughs> magic beans? That sounds amazing. Deal. Yarp. <laughs> yarp. That's what they say, isn't it? I, I'm from Plymouth. I've never said yarp. You just said it then, twice. Thank you, my lad. Come on, Daisy. Let's get you to McDonald's. So Jack rushed home with his bag of magic beans with a smile on his face and his heart beating a happy tune. When he got home, his mum greeted him at the door. Jack! 
Who wrote this? I did. Wow. How was your trip to the market? Did you sell Daisy? I did, Mum. I didn't even have to get to the market. I met a mysterious old man on the way there and sold her to him. Well, that is strange. How much did you get for her? I got this bag of magic beans. What? Yeah, a bag of magic beans. How cool is that? Beans? Beans? You sold up another car for a bag of beans? Magic beans, Mum. Thanks, Mum. With that, she threw the beans away into the garden and stormed off the bed and fell straight to sleep and snored an angry snore. <laughs> What's that? That was an angry snore, thanks. <laughs> Jack felt bad and he went off to bed too and he fell asleep feeling very sad and a little bit stupid but still handsome with a beautiful, shiny, handsome, good-looking bald head. Wow. That night, something magical happened. The beans that... What are you doing there? It's a magic sound. You're just hitting the side of a glass. It sounds magical, doesn't it? Tinkle, 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 tinkle. Do you need a wee? I do now. <laughs> it's got that, all that tinkling. <laughs> anyway, that night, something magical happened. The beans that Jack's mum threw into the garden started to grow. And grow. And grow. And grow. And, and clear their throat. And, and, cl- and grow. We get it, we get it. It's fine. It's okay. all right. <clears throat> the next morning, Jack and his mum woke up with a and looked out into the garden. Jack's mum said, That is strange. I don't remember putting a giant beanstalk in the front garden. It must have been the magic beans, mum. They've grown into a beanstalk that climbs so high into the sky, we can't see the top. Well, what are we going to do with a giant beanstalk in the front garden? Jack and his mum thought about things they could do with a giant beanstalk. Hmm. Make the biggest bowl of bean soup. <laughs> Make some bean jewellery. Make a bean drum kit. Then they decided that the obvious thing to do with a giant beanstalk in the front garden that goes so high into the sky that you can't see the top is to climb it. Obviously. Dangerous. Stupid. So, Clack, Clack, so Jack climbed... his name. What? Nothing, carry on. Jack, not Glack. Glack's his twin brother. We don't talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack climbed the beanstalk high into the sky, past birds singing... Through the wind blowing in the crowds. <laughs> no, the wind is in the wind in the air. Well, that is in the air, actually. <laughs> oh, it is a bit. Oh, blimey. What was that? Milky beans. <laughs> when he was in the clouds, he couldn't see much. Obviously, he was surrounded by clouds. But as it, what did he do then? <laughs> He's above his head. He walked into a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> but as he climbed out the top of them, the strangest thing beheld his vision. Beheld his vision? Yes, beheld his vision. What does that mean, beheld his vision? We... He, he, he saw something strange. Why didn't you just say that? All right, fine. When he climbed out the top of the clouds, he saw something strange. That's better. Jack saw a massive castle sitting in the clouds and a path that led to its door running from just in front of him. So Jack disregarded any bit of scientific fact about clouds being a non-solid gaseous form and jumped off the beanstalk and walked along the path to the massive, and I mean really massive, castle. When he got there, he was able to slip under the door, which towered above him. And when he got inside, the strangest sound beheld his ears. <clears throat> Sorry, he heard something strange. Thank you. He could hear the noise that sounded like thunder rolling through the valley. <laughs> and the sound of a gale force wind chasing it. He then saw what was causing the sound. A giant. <gasps> A gigantic, ginormous giant was asleep, sitting at the kitchen table, slumped in his chair. Then... Jack heard another sound. A beautiful sound of music and singing. 
There, in front of the giant, was a golden harp whose strings were playing with themselves. The decoration of the harp was that of a beautiful lady, and as Jack looked closer, he could see that the beautiful lady that was inscribed on the side of the harp was in fact moving, and the owner of the gorgeous voice, and was singing the giant to sleep like this. Rock my baby on the treetop, when the wind falls, the cradle will rock. Jack thought to himself... Stop I, singing. Fortunately, I don't know the rest. Good. And Jack thought to himself that a magic singing harp would make people travel for miles and pay to see it. And if he owned it, then all of his and his mum's money problems would be over. He silently climbed up onto the table. And when the harp saw him, she stopped singing Ooh. and said in her beautiful and still slightly melodic voice... My name is Jack, and I'm going to take you away from this giant back to my cottage to my mum, where you can sing for us. <laughs> Singing. He wakes up! Just then, when she stopped singing, the giant gave a splutter. <laughs> and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I could his wake. And he woke from his slumber. Then he said, Fum, five, fo, fee, harp. Why aren't you singing to me? He then saw Jack running from the table with the harp in his hand, and he slipped under the door. Fee, five, foo, fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. I'll grind his bones and squash his head. I'll crush his heart to make my bread. The giant got out of his chair and started chasing Jack towards the beanstalk. Jack climbed down as quickly as he could, with the giant closely behind him. When Jack got to the bottom of the beanstalk, he called out for his mum. Mum! Mum! Fetch the chainsaw so I can chop down the beanstalk whilst the giant is climbing. Climbing down it. Coming, Jack! His mum shouted whilst starting the chainsaw. Vroom, vroom, vroom. She gave it to Jack, who passed to the harp, and he started cutting down the beanstalk. Come, five, oh, fee, this beanstalk's getting wobbly. And with that, the beanstalk came toppling to the ground, and so did the giant. <laughs> the giant was dead, and Jack and his mum had the harp. They put it on the kitchen table, and it started to play. Just then, there was a knock at the door. Jack answered it, and standing there was the police. Afternoon, Jack Trot. I'm arresting you for theft, breaking and entering, and worst of all, giant murder. You have the right to remain silent. If you refuse that right, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. They took Jack away and put him in prison, where he was very popular with some of the inmates. And the moral of the story is, just because you haven't got any money, it doesn't mean you can break into someone's house, steal their stuff, and kill them. It's against the law, and it's not right. The end. Is now the right time to tell you... That this isn't my house. What? We, I, just, I just found the key in the street. It looked nice. That's why it looks like a middle-aged woman's house. We need to get out of here quick. Quick, hurry up. Well, we, we, we better say goodbye. Okay, we? great. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, please do so. Go to our Facebook page for our Twitter account, which is... At... Uh, which one are we doing? At Pain and Pierce. Facebook.com forward slash Pain and Pierce podcast. And... Oh, no! They're coming! Quick! Or email us at Pain and Pierce at gmail.com. Bye!